Hello and welcome to episode 412 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I'm trying to grow all my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now, coming up today, I've taken a trip out to Gardener's World Live Special Edition. A great day out, I've got to say, but that's coming up a little bit later on. But first, let's find out what I've been up to throughout this week. Well, it is Saturday the 28th of August 2021 today. I'm at home in the garden. Now, I think this week's diary section is going to be a little bit on the short side. I'm on call this weekend and what we've been away at Gardener's World. I didn't get a huge amount done during the week. This morning, I did plan to go down to the allotment, but I got a text from my brother-in-law first thing, who said that my nieces wanted to come over and garden. They were happy to go to the allotment, but I figured actually what we'd do was stay at home and, well, the girls can help me do a few things. Now, one thing that I wanted them to help me was sort out some more of my plastic pots. Seemed to get a huge collection of these plastic pots that just pile up and pile up. And I like to get them organised into all their different sizes. So I got the girls to help me a bit with that and that saved me a bit of time. They also helped me tidy and sweep up my patio area, which was a lot of sorting out all the planting pots, tidying them up, adding a bit of feed, that sort of thing. The general thing that these girls can do and it's pretty easy for them to do. Now, by the afternoon, the girls had gone home, and what I had been doing during the week was shredding the willow branches that I mentioned I took down last week. I had a few more just to finish shredding, so I've got the shredder out and put those through the shredder, which uh, means that all that shredded willow bark and wood will get composted down and start well, making our gardens look better, of course. Now finally, something else that happened during the week is that when we let the chickens out into the run in the morning, I like to keep them in the run in the morning until after they have laid an egg. But a couple of times this week, we found them out in the garden. Somehow they had escaped from their chicken run and we couldn't figure out how. But what I did today was I just checked over on the cage to find out how they were getting out. And what I found is that in the corners of the run, which the, the, the wire is kind of held together with these plastic clips. Plastic being in sunshine, it does tend to go a bit brittle after a while. And that had happened and they had clearly broken and came away. And that meant the chickens would push against this wire fence and make their way out, little escape artists. So uh, what I did, I secured that with some cable ties just to make sure they can't get out again. We don't mind them out in the garden, to be honest, but it's just more when we can't keep an eye on them. What we don't want is a cat or fox to get them again. So that's what I've been up to today in the home garden. Tomorrow being Sunday, let's, uh, let's make sure we get down to the allotment. It is Sunday the 29th of August 2021. I'm down on the allotment. I've just spent a couple of hours down here because of being on call this weekend. I didn't want to try and do too much down here. But next weekend I will make up for it. Now what I've done today is uh, at the top where I had the tomatoes which unfortunately have died from blight. 
I did have cardboard down on there. The cardboard is still there, but I've just added over some of the BRAC woven material weed suppressor membrane. I've just laid that down there. And on top of that, I've laid a few of my squash plants that I brought down from home. These were brought quite cheaply, to be honest, just to, just to pop them down here to fill up areas to, to make it look like something is growing. And that's, well, that's just... Um, transformed the place hopefully and I can see there are flowers and even squashes developing so hopefully we're going to get some nice squashes from that later on. After that in some more of the empty beds I've been laying more cardboard this is a continuous thing just laying more and more cardboard down in order to keep suppressing those weeds and uh, get it ready for the winter months. We're not far to go now until we really do start this new season. And then I've just harvested some potatoes from the potato beds. These were, I think they were now in pilots. The, the foliage had actually died down a while ago, but I've just had them in there, left in, in the soil waiting to be harvested. And I dug a few of those up. Actually, really good potatoes, I've got to say. Despite this season being a bit appalling, the potatoes have been pretty good. I've also harvested a couple of peppers and chilli peppers from the greenhouse, so very happy with that. Um, at least we're getting something out of the alarm, and it's not like everything's been wasted or not been used. It's just a, a little bit of a different season. So I'm just, just putting some watering cans back in the greenhouse so they are safe. It's just been a little bit of a different season this year, but like I say, the new season starts very, very soon. Then finally, I've just given everything a good watering. It's one of those times I can now say we haven't had rain for over a week, or a good amount of rain anyway. So everything did need a good amount of watering, and that's what's been done. Now on that note, I've noticed like the sweet corn is growing very, very, very well, and very nearly got a first cob ready. And even the cabbages, these are the autumn cabbages, and even a cauliflower. They are all looking really ready. In fact, I should harvest some of those over this next week. And the cabbages that were sown a couple of weeks ago, the red drumhead sown directly into the soil. Uh, there's still only one that's germinated compared to the millions I've got at home. So I'm glad I've followed that up by growing some at home. Just goes to show you can't rely on growing things in the soil or, or certainly not here. Never mind, at least there's one out of the whole two rows that has germinated uh, and at least I've got the backups with the home sewn ones. Right I'm going to wrap up for today it is bank holiday Monday tomorrow although I'm on call it should mean I still get a bit of time in the garden either here or back at home. Let's find out where. It is Monday the 30th of August 2021 and today here in the UK is a bank holiday which for most people means it's a day off work. Unfortunately, I'm just going to take a seat, unfortunately I've been on call this bank holiday so I've not had the luxury of having a huge amount of time off although the weekend's been quiet today, not so much. Well, I came home after work in the evening and I just basically did a few bits out here in the home plot. Now, the first thing I did was go into my greenhouse because I wanted a few tomatoes and a cucumber for our tea. 
but I noticed that the string that held my cucumber up had snapped and let the cucumber plant fall to the ground. Bit annoying because I had a few cucumbers just coming to fruition. One fell off, which is the one I've picked, and that'll be okay. The rest are still on there. And I've just tied up a new piece of string in order to help the cucumber out and hopefully continue producing cucumbers. It's been really good for cucumbers this year, I've got to say, in the greenhouse. Now we did get a few tomatoes from in the greenhouse as well, which is quite rare because tomatoes this year have been a, a little bit of a failure. But uh, that's a whole other story that I've gone into many, many times. After that I popped outside and I harvested all my onions. Now these were onions from within the Christmas dinner bed which have done pretty good. I'm quite pleased with those. But the better ones was in one of the other beds which were grown from seed. Now I've never really had much luck growing onions from seed before but well these were sown on christmas day or boxing day and i think what i found is that i used to harvest them too early i usually try and harvest them around the longest day no 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 not unless they're overwintered ones if they are spring planted or sown on christmas day then we leave them until well august when the list stalks shrivel back and flop over and this has produced some of the best onions I've produced, certainly from seed, but also compared to sets. So I'm very, very happy with that and I will be continuing on with that in the future by growing them from seed on Christmas Day and moving forward with that. Now after that I just followed that up with a bit more harvesting. have got a few carrots, some peas and some angetois all of which we're going to use in our dinners throughout this week and uh, are going to go down really well, to say the least. And that really brings up this diary section up to date for this week. I'm going to have a commercial break and after that you will hear about my day at Gardener's World Live. I would just like to ask you if you are enjoying this podcast and perhaps you might consider signing up to the Supporters Club. It costs just £5 a month and for that you get access to exclusive behind-the-scenes content including two extra podcasts each week, only for supporting members. Added to that, each month you will receive a gift pack containing a newsletter and at least six packets of seeds that can be sown that very month. By becoming a supporting member, your monthly contribution helps me keep this podcast moving forward and grow. It also helps me encourage and teach more people how to grow their own food, something I passionately believe everybody can do. To become a member, head to the vegplantpodcast.co.uk. Gardeners World Live is usually a yearly gardening show held at the NEC in Birmingham. Now, for obvious reasons, it didn't happen last year, and this year it happened a lot later than usual. But after attending the event in the past, I was really excited to make another visit last Thursday. Now, to get there, I left home at about six o'clock in the morning. I drove for three hours to get to the event just after nine. And after a very short queue to get in, where they also checked my vaccination certificate, I was in. Now, this event was all outside. In past years, it's been inside some of the halls. And this meant it was much smaller than usual. But I didn't mind that too much because the number of tickets being available for the show had also been reduced. So it wasn't as packed or as busy as it would be if they had a full amount of tickets. 
Now, the first thing that I went to look at was their show gardens. Now, these can get very busy because they are a huge attraction. Something I really liked in this area was in a garden called On Your Bike. Now, this garden was designed with the cycling enthusiast in mind. But what I really liked in this garden was a rather large dome structure made out of bicycle wheels with climbing plants growing up it. I liked this a lot because I could see it being a nice seating area and using recycled materials. I thought that was fantastic. A very, very clever idea. Then next I moved on to the showcase gardens, which are showcasing small gardens, creating inspiration and sharing ideas of what can be done inside some small gardens. But while looking in this area, I bumped into a friend who has created a showcase garden. Well, one of the uh, show gardens we got here is created in part by a former guest on the show, young Lisa Mary. I can't pronounce your surname. El Kadrawi. There we go. How are you? I'm good. How are you? It's been a couple of months since I think last time we saw each other it was pouring down with rain, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. It was very, very wet and um, I got soaked, if I remember correctly. We're in sunny Birmingham now. (laughs) It's beautiful today. It's gorgeous. Thank God the... Thank God the sun is shining. It is wonderful. And it's so lovely to have you back and here on the garden as well. Yeah. So I've actually been able to venture into this garden because it's out of bounds for most of the public. So, uh, you've got exclusive rights. <laughs> exclusive rights. Yeah, so let's try and paint a picture of to everyone that's, what's going on here. Yeah, so Nature's Resilience. It's a garden that represents... Uh, the hum of anxiety over the last couple of um, years I suppose year and a half and it's about um, the garden is healing it's calming and it's about using everyday plants that give everyday magic to people the garden at the front is lavender hedged and then we have some darker colours with um, walkers low we have salvia caradonna we've got black peppermints we've got grasses in there And as you step onto the path of the garden, it's naturally broken, so it would represent a very fragile mind. And as you walk through the garden, the path slowly knits together. It's an old herringbone brick path. Um, And there's also time within the path to represent time to heal. And it's obviously time is a um, tonic for nerves. And then as you move down the path, the garden gets brighter, so we have our Echinacea Magnus, we have our bright orange marigolds, we have the lovely smell of the rosemaries, we have our dahlias as well, and we also have our tricolour hyssop. So it's, it's about um, restoration and rejuvenation, and the courtyard at the back has a beautiful little old recycled table, a cabinet of curiosities which has all of our blends for our tea bags, so you know they help um, sleep and restore, um, energise and uplift. Um, and then we have a lovely little water feature at the back as well because water is quite calming and it's in, in an old galvanised trough. Uh, we have lots of lovely pots swarming the garden and it's just about creating a safe sanctuary. Yeah, I've got a bit... When you get on the microphone, I just have to let you talk, don't I? <laughs> and, uh, you don't get an edge, a word in edgeworth. <laughs> but no, it's great, it's great. I mean, what I love about this is it, it's quite a... Uh, a small area it's probably what five meter by five meter it is so the back is four meters wide by five meters long it's pretty close pretty I know, close well done. <laughs> but there, i remember my old my original garden when i moved in with the wife was not much bigger than this but you've made the most of this little area by having a, a nice table area which isn't cramped around a table but you've still got pots around it with all these herbs but then towards the front 
quite heavily planted borders, just full of colour, full of structure and full of life. Absolutely. It's about um, small spaces are always quite tricky to um, design and work with. And I think it's about utilising every space within your garden. And it really is amazing how much you can pack in. So the, the two front borders are about 1.3 metres wide by 2 metres, 2.2 metres. So they're, they're not overly big and they're very achievable. But it's amazing when you start to look at heights and textures and uh, low density and tall, how you can pack that into the garden. Um, you know, having trees and olive trees to, to create impact and height mm. as well and, and privacy. So um, it's just being very clever, utilising all aspects of space. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, of course, I'll be adding photos for of this on the website if anybody wants to go and have a look and get a better idea Thank of what we tried describing. After looking at the showcase gardens, I headed up to the stalls where products are being sold. Now, I always like to have a look around these stalls and see if there's any new products or anything that I might need for the garden. Looking around, there was plenty being sold from garden tools, plant feeds, compost, veggie pods, Wellington boots, and even garden buildings. Lots for a butter gardener to spend the money on. But something that really caught my eye is a stall selling mulch, and I managed to grab a stall holder just for a few minutes of chat. As listeners will know, I've been experimenting a lot with mulches lately, but there's one stand here that is uh, well, selling mulches on its stand. I didn't catch your name, sorry. Uh, David, David Thompson. David, David Thompson. So what, what are your products you have here today? Um, they are simply, um, we've got one product called Easy Mulch, which is um, simply a straw pellet um, that you scatter out in the ground, add water to it, and expands and creates a dry, spiky surface that the water can get through over yeah. the soil. So it sort of stops the light getting in, um, keeps the soil nice and moist, and holds up to 300% of its moisture. And it will last a season, and then at the end you just simply turn it over into the soil, um, and um, it can keep up to, uh, reduce weed growth by up to ninety-seven percent because it's keeping the uh, the soil blanketed from the sun. How f- you sell it in ten kilo bags? I see. Uh, yeah, but- we we do a ten kilo bag, and we do a fifteen kilo bag. Um, the fifteen kilo bag will f- cover about four square meters. Um, right. And um, we sell them in multiples of two online, next day delivery, um, and the, they start. I think they work out about £14 per bag delivered, but the more bags you buy, the cheaper it gets. Sure. Um, so it drops right down to 7 or £8 a bag. Fantastic. Um, has there been any records of its success so far that you can tell me about? Um, well, we're stocked in a number of online retailers at present, and um, the very good feedback on Amazon, I think we're sitting at 4.7 out of 5. So wow. um, it's had good, very good feedback there. Um, and hopefully we'll have it in more garden centres soon. A few um, garden magazines have done reports on it and with very good results. Fantastic. But you've also got a slug less component as well. Yeah, yeah, that's another product. Um, I say made out of an organic straw. And it has um, a small trace of biochar in it, and the the organic straw creates a, a spiky surface that they don't like uh, walking across. Um, again, it creates it's a great mulch also, and you can turn it over into the soil at the end of the season. And um, it works out. We we sell it in 10 liter bags online, about 15 pounds delivered. Um, 20 liter bags um, as low as 15 pounds delivered if you buy three of them. That's just slugless.com. So. Slugless.com to find out about the slug stuff 
and easymulch.co.uk to find out about the mulch. Exactly, and we have this um, easy compost product we've just launched, which is simply a brown source to mix with your, your lawn clippings or your green waste, and it acts as a, as a good carbon source. It's got a little bit of lime in it, which helps the composting process. And again, it's the same price, same price as the easy mulch. It's um, delivered, it works out £28 for two, uh, two 30 litre bags delivered. Fantastic. Thank you very much for your time. Be, uh, Thank you very much. Interesting that. Well, that stallholder very kindly gave me a bag of their mulch to try out. So please do keep listening to the podcasts in the future to find out just how we get on with that. Now, while in this area, I also bought myself a pair of Wellington boots. I've always struggled with Wellington boots, mainly because I am a size 12 shoe. And being able to find boots of this size can often be very, very tricky. But also because I have large feet, it makes putting on boots and taking them off again very painful. This pair I bought, I'll be trialling out and see how I get on with it. But by trialling them on at the show and talking to the manufacturer, the, the person selling it, got a better idea of what's going on. At this point, however, I was starting to get very, very hungry. So I ventured over to the food stalls where I bought myself some scampi and chips for lunch. Really nice and tasty. Cost me about £8, which I don't think was too bad value. But after lunch, I then continued exploring. I went to the plant village where they have to be selling some outdoor plants and bulbs and things like that that get you excited and ready to grow. But I bumped into my good friend Nigel from the Muddy Boots YouTube channel. It's been a long time since I've seen Nigel in person, so it was great to see him and just have a chat. Wandering around, I've bumped into another gentleman who's been on the podcast before, quite well known in the YouTube world. His name is Sir Nigel from Muddy Boots, the YouTube channel. Nigel, how's your day going? Hello, Richard. Fancy meeting you here. (laughs) It's been a very different day. Surprised, really, how the garden show has gone. I think a lot of people are desperate to get out to a show and they've been out away for now 18 months, two years, took a chunk out of most people's lives and so they just want to get out. The show's obviously been controlled by the the organisers, limited, but it's nice to see it's a full house and I think it's the same story for the rest of the days here. Yeah, I mean, we're both here on the first day and already it's packed. Yes. I mean, yeah, we're getting on in, into the day now, but it's packed. And I think they've said there's something like 9,000 tickets sold before the event each day and 1,000 kept on the fence. So 10,000 people, that's a lot. I, I think there'll be no problem in, in filling those spaces at all. And a lot of the stalls seem busy as well. People are spending money, which is not surprising, really, because I think people have saved a lot of money not being able to go out at all, you know. Yeah, yeah. And people need to spend money in order for these other little businesses to... Yeah, it's, it's nice to see, the, the especially the one-man bands, surviving and all, because it must have been really tough for them with no income and all. Obviously, the big guys have got a large overheads, but even so, everybody's took a big hit this year and say with people... Now spending money, it's got to be good for the economy as well. Have you uh, been spending money today yourself? I've uh, bought one or two, three, maybe four. (laughs) What it it is, uh, anybody that watches the channel have noticed that I've been, apart from tending the allotment, I've been doing a revamp on the back garden. I ripped the, I've got a raised border down the one side and I've ripped all the plants out there and I've probably only put 20% of them back, which has left quite a lot of spaces so I've uh, 
been and bought some more and hopefully they'll be going in the next few weeks on the video <laughs> so something to look forward to on your videos yeah. Yeah. yeah how's your allotment coming along this year um mixed bag mainly very very good um the only downside i've had this year has been uh, brassica cauliflower wise all the other brassicas the cabbages spreads are doing good calibrates and stuff like that very good but the cauliflowers have been a total disaster out of about 16 plants i think i've got three or four possibly going to mature but apart from that the rest of the garden onions beans and stuff like that done really good i've started i've just removed all the onions now and i've actually put in the say the garden to bed i'm not actually what i do i top dress the beds cover it where i've got a project on during the autumn and the winter months and that's to replace the rice beds because when I first started the rice beds they was done out of uh, builders scaffold planks and five or six years later now they're starting to rot so rather than keep replacing the wood I've managed to acquire quite a few uh, garden slabs what I'm going to do is tip them up the side and build rice beds out of those and hopefully they'll see me out (laughs) They should last a bit longer. Yeah. Funny enough, I know what you mean. My original bed made out of pallets four or five years before it started to rot. Didn't cost me anything, but at the same time, it's a lot of work. The annoying part is they all seem to go at the same time. So some of mine now I've had to patch up to get me through this season, knowing full well that they won't see next year. So that's the project. Probably starting next month, I'll be doing a little bit at a time. And... The old lot should be completed in about three months, ready for the start of the new season. Similar sort of thing to what I'm doing at the moment as well. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day again, Nigel. I'll see you again. All the best. best. Now, Nigel said to me that there was one particular garden in the beautiful Borders area that had caught his eye. And what he found is a story behind the person who created it really fascinated. So I ventured up to the beautiful Borders to have a look around. Now, the beautiful Borders gardens I do find particularly interesting. The Borders demonstrate what we could all be doing in our own Borders. And I often find myself getting ideas that I could use. But this one particular garden that Nigel pointed out to me was a garden based on the idea of plants being used in medicine throughout the ages. Well, Nigel has just ran up to me and told me I've got to chat to this young lady who has a, got a show garden here at the show. Annette, so what's your story here, Annette? Uh, well, I'm an optometrist and in 2018 I decided I'd like to, to pursue my love of gardening. So I work part-time as an optometrist, but in in my spare time, I studied for the RHS Level 2 Diploma. When I came to the end of that, I haven't drawn since I was 14, and they suggested that I try the garden design course. Uh, This is at Capel Manor in uh, Regent's Park. So I did the introduction to garden design. I loved it. So I went on to study garden design. I'm halfway through. I've done the plants and planting side of it and I'm going to pursue the final part in January. Fantastic, fantastic. So uh, what have you created here? This is a garden. Well, the theme was flower power and I chose to produce a garden called From Hippocrates to Vaccines. And it's the story of medicine, plants associated with medicine, the powerful influence that they've had. In my leaflet, uh, I found a a statistic said 80% of the world's population still use plants um, as their primary health care. 
That's a who, who figure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so every plant in this garden has been used in, con- in the conventional medicine of the time. So I've got plants from ancient Greece, from Hippocrates, through Nicholas Culpepper, medieval times, to, to today. So the, today we've got the U, the taxus, from which you can derive the uh, chemical taxol, and that's used in an anti-cancer drug. Digitalis has been uh, has produced digoxin, and the Nicosiana plant. Uh, currently, there's a Canadian biotech company who are producing. Uh, they're in phase three trials for a COVID-19 vaccine, uh, and they've already got an Ebola vaccine, an H1N vaccine, H1N1 vaccine that are being used now. That's all from plant-based technology. I think it just goes to show the pure power of plants <laughs> and the fact that we have all these mystical physicians, doctors and everything and it falls back down to Mother Nature again. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I was talking to someone today and, and you know, they go to, plant, uh, to countries where I was saying they, they use plants and tr- extract the chemicals and try and synthesise them in the lab. To use as drugs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's a, a commonly known thing. Is there anything, is something in this garden that somebody listening at home that you would recommend no, they grow? No, because I am not a doctor yeah, and fine. I deliberately didn't put the, yeah. that, those details on here. That's what I wanted yeah. to get across as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's But I've also been uh, shown you've won a silver award. Yes. Yes, I have. Yeah. yeah, very, very pleased. I bet you are. Bet my you are. first garden. Your first it's garden. It's my first ever garden that I've designed. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's just hit the run, hit the road running there. Thank you. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well Thank done. You Thank, Thank you. you. Now, after that, I continued looking around the beautiful Borders area before moving on to the school wheelbarrow creations. Now, this is where a few schools had created gardens inside a wheelbarrow. But what I really noticed about this is that the wheelbarrows featured quite a few vegetable plants. This year, the vegetable plants have been a bit lacking in the show. That's not surprising given how late in the season it is. But as these wheelbarrows did feature it a lot, it got me wondering whether this is because the children are more interested in growing vegetables or because the teachers are encouraging the growing of vegetables. I don't know which it is, but it's certainly food for thought. After that, I headed into the plant marquee, which is always buzzing with plenty of nurseries selling plants and their stalls designed to show off the plants. Now, it's no secret that I dream of running my own nursery one day, much like my great grandparents, something that when I go into these places, I'm always fascinated by how they managed to do it. It's certainly something that takes a lot of work. Now I was hoping there would be some edible plants in here that I could buy and there was a few stalls selling chilli plants and herbs all of which were great but I was after something a little bit more exciting a little bit different but what I ended up buying was a couple of Venus fly traps. Now I've always enjoyed growing carnivorous plants and I find that actually having these in a greenhouse is a great way to help keep pests down naturally. Also in the floral marquee area, there was a stage area where well-known garden figures such as Adam Frost and Toby Buckland were doing talks. But near that stage area was the plant experts, where members of the public can ask Saul and Lucy for their expertise on gardening matters. Well, they had finished for the day, and so I managed to grab them for a bit of a chat. 
Well, two people who are often here at the uh, Gardener's World live on the Plant Experts table. They've been on the podcast before and they have their own podcast as well. The legendary Lucy and Soul. Legendary. I'm legendary. Rigid. I like that intro. Well, yeah, yeah. Very do that kind. again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, got to earn it. Got to uh... <laughs> <laughs> earn it. How much you want? <laughs> uh, so you've been on the plant experts table today anything interesting came up oh do you know it's it's been lovely just to be back on the plant experts desk it's been great we've we've missed it it's our our regular annual thing normally for Mm. gardeners world live and um yeah uh, we've had quite a lot of questions quite a lot of um things about um fungal growth this year lots of quince blight lots of moisture related yeah brown brown rot on plums um yeah, a pear rust, you know, anything that requires a bit of humidity, tomato blight, I know you and I Yeah. Yeah, might, might, might not want to talk about that one. No, we don't want you to <laughs> we, we have a little cry about that, don't yeah. we? We did have a little cry, a little, little hug, a little group hug, and well, now we're, we're over it now. One of the interesting so, questions we've had is plants named after people. We don't usually get those. We've had three, mm. so an Alan, which is really interesting, <laughs> although it's actually a lot easier than I thought, because Alan Titchmarsh has almost every plant under the sun named after him. <laughs> and uh, what were the other two? Jenny. Jenny and Olivia. Ki- kiwi is obviously what we thought with Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. And Olivia. And that's one that's stumped us a little. So if anyone knows an Olivia, let us know. What about an olive tree? Oh, where were you earlier on, Richard? <laughs> is we Olive and Olivia, is that the same name? Some people get a bit... I don't know. It's What's not it? a bad I idea. I think it's derived from the same name, oh, if I remember right. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so those were, that, that, that's always... Uh, because we have no idea, you know, it's not a question we can ask off the top of my head, our heads. Yeah, I know. So that's always um, an interesting one. Yeah, but no, it's been it's been lovely. We've had um, quite a few people bringing plant samples to us, and quite a lot of people now photograph plants mm. in their garden. So if we want an identity, or if they've got a pest and disease problem, it's, it makes the diagnosis so much easier if you can see an image. And the photograph quality these days is incredible. I mean, my background is on the, the RHS uh, advice desk and when mobile phones first started to take pictures we'd get these really you'd have to put your Miss Marble hat on and try and decipher what on earth was going on these days the images are top quality so that makes it a lot easier it's great it's like the Nokia 3210 yeah which you played snake <laughs> that on little so about post- 6 pixels postage stamp picture yeah and you try and zoom with it it just wouldn't work yeah, yeah. so yeah so that actually is, is really um, an advance for us you know I, I got, our brains frazzle at this show because it is a very intensive period of trying to remember stuff yeah but then i i supply uh saul and i with marshmallows and i've also got a box of chocolates it was my my birthday a few days ago and i brought the box of chocolates with me happy birthday thank you thank you richard yeah 21 again and again and plus (laughs) plus five Uh, and so you know we, we keep our sugar levels up because we need to be on the ball and be fresh as a daisy for each person that comes along and speaks to us. So we try our best. Absolutely. We make, make sure the advice at the start of the day is as good as at the end of the day and yeah. the middle of the day. I, I obviously give uh, Saul's beard a perm midday <laughs> and, the back, and the back comb to make sure it's looking particularly glossy and That's beautiful. That's what's happening. <laughs> I don't notice that. <laughs> Tingling there. So, so comfortable with each other that you don't notice these no. things anymore. No, you know. Exactly. Yeah, maybe a bit too comfortable. I think. We, have a, we have a bit, a little bit of banter, a little bit of sake banter, and because we're so used to it, because we live in each other's pockets for this time, we don't mind it. But then there's been a couple of people that we've done it in front of who look a bit taken aback, as if we're a bit actually confused. Yeah, 
We've been a little Do bit these people too like each other? to each other. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. We, you know, we know it's all light-hearted. We yeah. just have to explain it to them as they look a little bit alarmed. Yeah. It's so. a good show for advice, this one, because you've got us, you've got the stage, you've got the Woodland Trust are here talking about trees, there's a houseplant thing. Yeah. So it's a good show to come and, you know, bring things, questions, photos, like Lucy said, pl- actually plant samples, and you probably get a good answer mm. to take away with you. Yeah. It's, it's also quite nice for us because we get, because we're stuck behind um, our gardens when we're head gardening, we only see our plants and our problems. Mm. So you get a bit of a feeling of what's going on for the year. Like you said, there's a lot of brown rot out there this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, Agapanthus seems to be well grown this year. We're not getting many problems. We're getting people bringing us and showing how good their agapanthus is and how to keep them looking that good. So that's obviously happening quite well this year. Uh, lots of slugs. Mm-hmm. We're having just to say, well, it's a very sluggy year, you know. Mm. Don't worry. They will... Um, curtail themselves at some point in their lives. But there's lots of abundance as well, you know, we've got people who are saying that their plants are sort of like putting on loads of new growth and we had someone who got hydrangea Annabelle, which is that big, sort of like whacking great big flower heads of Annabelle and it's very top heavy anyhow and it was flopping mm. and we were just sort of having to say about staking it back up again. But the exuberance of this year, the growth has been phenomenal and um, I think people generally seem... I'm not noticing too many people depressed about their gardens this year. They seem very energised and excited about them. You know, we've had lots of times in many how through lockdown, but people that hasn't waned. I don't think that's waned in the slightest. Right. I'm really, I'm really excited that gardening and has it's getting people energised at a time Ooh. when we need something like that to push us on forward. And yeah, there's lots of happy faces here today. Lots of, I'm hoping there's a lot of new faces here. I don't know. We'll, we'd be interested to see how many people are new to gardening who have come to this show this year and again getting inspired because that's what we want. We want new people coming through, you know, yeah. enjoying it, yeah. you know, and then hopefully they'll listen to our podcast eh? <laughs> well, I've got to say it does seem like a huge range in ages of the people coming here today as well mm. I don't know if you've noticed that that's a very good point actually we've had all kinds of yeah, beginners, ages coming haven't we uh, yes experience, quite a lot of beginners experienced people mm. we've had people bring their children as well because there's a there's a wheelbarrow competition here at the show which is lovely I think the this show is it's got a lot it's quite a, quite a nice fun element to it and it's a very accessible show we love the wheelbarrow competition we love the beautiful borders which is a, a much smaller kind of like garden design yeah. uh, aspect to the show and it gives people lots of inspiration for a small space it allows entry-level designers to come in and, and have a go and see if they can flex their muscles and do a, a, a small border and it's it's yeah it's a very nice um public friendly show you know it's got it's it's, it's more of a, a family day i would say than some of maybe the more rhs shows which are pure pure gardening which is great but this is this is just a nice different vibe yeah. you know and although the show's smaller this year because of obvious reasons there's still all the really fun elements all the plants to buy the gardens to see the celebrities here we've had toby buckland and uh good friend of ours mr frosty adam frost has been here as well giving his advice so people have been able to see them and be yeah. a bit excited i know monty and carol and francis is going to be here later on in the week I and obviously like... we're here every day yes well done sir. well done that, we, are. We, we are the main draw <laughs> although no one's bought us cake yet you know we, we advertise in our podcast that if you want to bring us cake you get first class advice but no yeah I, I did pack some cake to bring oh and then I left it. So no! Apologies. Oh my goodness. Why are we doing this that interview? That was cruel. <laughs> Richard. What? I'll have to make your whole cake next time. Right. Good man. Yeah, no, that that's exactly I have actually want. noticed, so this is uh, 
shows my focus. There is a lovely donut lorry just outside the floral marquee, <laughs> and I walk past it twice now, and the smell is like irresistible. And I, I yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to have a donut break at some point today. Today? Oh, yeah. I was going to say. Oh, I'll join you for that. Definitely. Right. Yeah, yeah. How are you enjoying the show, Richards? Let's let's ask you the questions. <laughs> that makes a change. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really enjoying. I mean, more importantly, I felt it's great to get out here. I haven't been this far north in two years. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> it's quite scary. Hardly any of us have been out of our counties. No, <laughs> That's no. Um, it's great to see, obviously, you guys and everybody else that I haven't seen in two years as it's... well. And that, for me, has been the real highlight. Yeah. More than the actual show. I don't Good. know why that is, but... I think um, we felt... So we did Hampton Court uh, about a month ago, month and a half ago, and I think we definitely felt that at Hampton because there were just people I hadn't seen for two, two years. Yeah. And just catching up on their stories, catching up on the gardening, but also catching up on where they were through lockdown. You know. Yeah. Understanding what people have been doing, and yeah, a lot of gardening. You know. I think All... like for people like us who are into our gardening, the gardening nurserymen here and the the people who run the show and the the people who are hosting the celebrity stages. They're like an extended family. Yeah. And I think that's true for gardening as a whole. You know, we're all very generous people. I, I think as, as a gardening, as a, as a kind of like club, you know, we, we are all yeah. built, cut from the same cloth in that sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. and actually then to see our, our friends after this time, like you say, it's, 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 just, it's a delight. You know, we've been, some people are hugging, some people are doing the shoulder pump still. It's whatever you want to do, but it's just nice to, to, to sit down and have a chat, yeah. have a piece yeah. of cake. Yeah. Richard and talk about gardening <laughs> he didn't see the cake reference there, no, did he? I, I think, he, it, I think he, might have ignored, he might have ignored it on purpose <laughs> I will remember the cake next time yeah. Yeah. courgette and carrot cake oh, oh goodness do they have icing no because I'm on the sugar kick at the moment trying to drink less sugar so oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> no I can say it's, it's a lovely show um, as, a, as a whole anyhow but as I say I think particularly this, this year when things have been opening up and just seeing people and just having a little bit of banter, you know, catching up with our friends, it's, that's just a delight. And if you can buy some plants in the meantime, bag yourself a bargain, yeah. then so much the better. Yeah. Have you brought any plants yourselves yet? Not yet, but I do owe Lucy a plant and I'm going to get a begonia luxurians, which is one of the tree begonias with yeah. the palm leaves. Amazing plant. It's one of the, you know, being a mad exotics man hashtag um, <laughs> it's one of the plants I grow quite well at mine and I'm getting Lucy into the tropicals into the exotics so I'm going to buy that you are yeah definitely yeah. so and uh, this is because when I when we first came to this show I bought saw an air plant you did yes now is it and it's still growing it still is it's doubled in size yeah. which means it's gone from two centimeters to four centimeters and but it, that's I, air plants for you and yeah. I bought it because it reminded me of Saul's beard <laughs> so well, I did know that I should stick it in there. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you're very kindly returning the favour this I year, am, yes. and I'm very excited about whatever you might put in my clammy little hands. <laughs> <laughs> might get more than you wish for. What are you buying, Lucy? You must be buying some tomatoes. Oh, don't. I'm going to go and have a look at the Robinson stand. I think Robinsons have an excellent range of vegetables. There, there are fewer stands here this year to choose from, but that doesn't mean to say the quality's gone down no. in the slightest. So. Definitely going to head over to Robinson's. The, um, the, what was the fern nursery? That Alchemy. Opened? Alchemy ferns have made the most amazing mm. display. We're lucky, it's all and I lucky enough to judge in the floral marquee every year as well. So we come here the day before 
and we've got our professional hats on. We are quite sensible and, and we don't yes. take the mickey out of each other too much because there's some our, some of our peers might not appreciate that tone <laughs> when we're judging. But yeah, that, that fern nurse who put it on a, a most amazing display and when I walked around it, it just I just felt soothed and calmed mm. and tranquil. And I think if a garden can do that to me, it's really it's nailed it. It's yeah. tapped into something mm. very special and to, to, to be able to create that in a garden space is yeah it's a real skill a real craft so yeah. i would just be going up there and just like asking if i can lay down in the middle of the display i think you know in that vein i will say if you're coming to the show large field trees yeah. their stand is one of the best designed and built stands i've seen on the show circuit and i'm talking rhs harrogate it is an amazing stand Unfortunately, it seems that they are retiring this year, so I think they're putting all the stops into this, this stand time. and then Chelsea in a month's time. But if you get the chance, go and take a look at it because it is a it's a work of it is a work of art. Mm. So uh, yeah, I'm probably going to go and have a look at that at some point as well. Yeah. Unfortunately, by the time this podcast comes out, the show will be finished with. So. Oh, will it? Oh, yeah. these teasers were being out there. I know, Sorry I know. I feel bad, but <laughs> I don't want to put special out, so it's Monday it goes out. Oh, well, Chelsea in a month. I think they're building the same stands. Go and take a look okay. at it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well, I know you guys have got a lot to get on and do today, so I won't take up any more of your time. Thank you, Richard. Otherwise, I think we could chat for hours. So. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. It's lovely to see you. <laughs> lovely really to see nice you to see both, you. too. Thank you so much for your time. Cheers, Our Richard. Pleasure. Thank you. Well, that was the end of a day and time to head home. I was exhausted, and as soon as my head hit the pillow, I was asleep. But I have to say I had a really good day. I was absolutely buzzing afterwards. It was great to get out to a show again. Great to see people who I haven't seen for a long time. But it was also great to see the public enjoying themselves. I can honestly say I did not see one unhappy face. Everyone was full of smiles. I suspect the lack of events last year has made us all really appreciate these shows and be glad to attend them once again. I know for certain I will be attending next year's show and I really look forward to it. If you went to this year's show, what did you think of it? Or are you planning to go to next year's show? Let me know your thoughts. You can email me, richard at uk. I have added links and photos to all items mentioned on the blog page for this podcast at uk, where you can leave me a voicemail or you can leave a comment or you can find me on social media. We will be back again next week with a list of tasks and seeds to sow throughout September. So until then, please take care. <laughs>